This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with traveling musician Susan Gibson and Don Richmond, touring musicians from Wimberley, Texas and Alamosa, yep. Colorado. The coldest place in the state, quite commonly, on the news. Amen. They were in town for a concert last night, and both Don with the Rifters and Susan uh, by herself have been in the Valley several times before. Uh, Susan and the Rifters were at the High Peaks Music Festival last year, and Susan and the Rifters have appeared at uh, Summer in the Park. Mm -hmm. Welcome. Thanks. Thank you, Gary. Thanks for having us on here, Gary. Now, Susan, you and Don were in uh, Alamosa a couple nights ago. You were here... Last night, and right. tonight you're in La Vida, a little mini tour. Yeah, yeah. The high points, if you will, of Colorado and New Mexico. We were in Taos on Wednesday, and uh, then stayed at Don's place in, in Alamosa, and you have a beautiful neighborhood. I'll, I've, I've really only ever been up here in the summertime before, so it's it's lovely in the winter. It's really pretty. Yeah. It's really pretty in the winter times. That's good. And Don, I'm sure you like to get these calls occasionally from people like Susan saying, hey, how about joining me for a little uh, mini tour? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I love playing with Susan particularly. That uh, It's just love her music. It's a joy. It's uh, just fun. To <laughs> She's making faces at me. It's, uh, uh, you know, it's just a blast. So, uh, And we've done it often enough that... Uh, uh, I always brush up on the tunes, but it's like the, the, they're pretty well in in my consciousness now, and, and it's just a whole bunch of fun. And you were a fixture on stage at Barn, Barn Dance. Had had the pleasure of being there last year because we have a festival in town, which commonly is on the same weekend, so it doesn't work out. But you're on the stage the whole time. <laughs> well, I must admit, if somebody asks me to play, I probably won't say no. Yeah. So uh, it's, that's always a always a joy as well, Susan. Early musical influences. How did you get to where you are now musically? Mm. Um, you know, I, I didn't really start playing music until... I mean, I, I was in music like choirs, and I took violin lessons as a little kid, and my mom was real into music. But as far as kind of making it my own, that started my senior year in high school. My sister gave me a mixtape with Suzanne Vega songs and Simon and Garfunkel on one side, and... I got into more of the guitar-driven acoustic singer-songwriter thing kind of in that time. And that's when I started writing songs. So I was listening to people like John Denver and Simon and Garfunkel and Tracy Chapman and Sean Colvin and mm-hmm. kind of contemporary. I was I was a fan of other kinds of music, um, but it was like when I heard those songwriters, I could, I could picture myself in, in that. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I was listening to The Cure and New Order... And dancing all moody and wearing all black, <laughs> spiking my hair up. You know, I didn't really see myself. It, yeah, yeah. I was on the outside of that. And That's right. That's songwriter right. stuff seemed to kind of really appeal. That, that fits. I can see that in your in your background. Yeah. Uh, Don, what about you? What were your early influences? My my influences are a little older than, than Susan's probably. It was probably Jackson Brown, James Taylor. You know, I, I also was captivated by by that kind of songwriting. Of course, I enjoyed, uh, you know, all the 60s music, the Beatles, and it's impossible to escape the Beatles, and why would you want to? <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, and really, I played a fair amount of rock, too, you know, I mean, Zeppelin and Cream and Hendrix and all that, I was 
I was a screaming electric guitar player, you know. You uh, you broke out the electric guitar last night, which uh, doesn't often happen when you're playing with the Rifters, and it's uh, very enjoyable. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was the thing I played the most back back in, in those days anyway, so it's very comfortable for me, and it can do, you know, it can do these textural things that really nothing else does, and that's mm-hmm. probably what I love the most about it, about playing with Susan. I don't want it to be overpowering, but those moody textural things, f- floaty. That's are, exactly are cool. the description. That's that's how it how it comes across. Susan, now last night in your concert, you mentioned uh, in a song that you was inspired by your mother mm. eating apple pie with cheese. Yes, now, cheddar cheese, now, sharp cheddar. Sharp cheddar, that's exactly yeah. right. Now that hit home because <laughs> it strikes me as unusual, but my grandmother used to eat uh, apple pie with cheese. She yeah. was a great baker, and she used to say, apple pie without the cheese is like a kiss without the squeeze. And, <gasps> that's a great saying. And, uh, oh, there's a song. That's a song I'm going to cross-stitch that on a hand towel. Yeah, there you go. And But it's that kind of detail with singer-songwriter that can really resonate for the, the audience. Some of those phrases, not everybody would pick up on them, but some would say, oh, how, how, how unusual is that? Yeah. You know what? I feel like the... What I have learned from just getting to speak with, you know, house concerts are so great because you get a chance to talk to the people that you just played for for longer than where you've been, where you're going. You mm-hmm. know, you get a chance, the little hangout before or in the set break or whatever. And and so so I get feedback. I get instant feedback of of someone coming up and saying that line right there. And And over 20 years of writing songs, what I notice is it's those tiny little details that help me get the big idea across. And it's a lot of times it's a detail that I might think might be exclusive. Maybe not everybody knows cheese on apple pie, but if you know cheese on apple pie, that's the little yeah. that's the little hook in that song that says I'm telling you a truth, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it it's I I always think big ideas are best illustrated with small details. Uh, that resonates for singer-songwriters cuz Singer-songwriters have a chance to put anything into a song, and your your music definitely mm-hmm. definitely does that. Thanks. Now, uh, last night uh, and the night before, and tonight you're playing with a or a trio. Last night, yeah. uh, that that's a pickup trio, certainly. Yeah. Uh, Don knows your music, but TC it doesn't sing with you all the time, mm. and she kind of picked it up for this show. Yeah. How often does that happen as you travel around the country? Hardly ever. I mean, I, hard, I hardly ever get to do this. This is so special. Don and I have played together quite a bit. We've done stuff at the Barnett's. We've made an album together. Anytime I'm in Colorado, if he's available, just let me just say this right to Don. If you're available, <laughs> I, I love I love what he adds to the songs. You know, with TC, I met her in Houston probably 15 years ago, maybe more. We did a gig at an art gallery. This is the way I remember it. We did a gig at an art gallery. We were both playing separate sets, and I... I'd met her through Jack Saunders, and she said, "Hey, do you want? If you ever want any backing vocals?" And I was like, "Cool." You know, not really understanding backing vocals, you got to kind of know the words <laughs> to really yeah. be effective. And she was amazing. She would let the chorus go around one time. Mm-hmm. By the time, second time I sang it, she'd be right there with harmonies. I was, I was, ama- and she she did that. She 
she added so much to our show last night. Yeah. It was it was incredible. Yeah, it was, was really really good. And on the on the three part when Don joined in, yeah, it was, it was I never it was do very, that. It was very I never cool. Get that. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And you know what? Her son Andrew was there with his That's cone, right. so we picked up a fourth member and we're taking them to La Vida. So we <laughs> we're bringing a four piece band to La Vida tonight. So. That, that's more than they're paying for us. Yeah, I don't so, know. Uh, I understand you're booking your gigs yourself, yeah. which is uh, unusual for you uh, because you had. Uh, uh, yeah, you, I've had you, a, you had some people that were helping you out in the past. Right, I've always had someone do, else doing it. And uh, booking's hard, but how how are you finding it? What are the pluses or minuses uh, of doing that yourself? Well, Gary, let me tell you. Here's what it's like. So for the last ten or eleven years, I've had a, a gal named Jana Pocop do my booking, and she's a dear, dear friend of mine. And she's been here in the valley. She's, she's performed with you uh, mm-hmm. at the feed store. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because it's been a while since she traveled with me, but she used to tour with me, and yes. she would open shows. She's a great songwriter. For your listeners, it's J- look up Jana, J-A-N-A-P-O-C-H-O-P.com, Jana Pocop. She's a brilliant writer. And this year, she's gotten more busy with her own music, and so we decided that, uh, we decided that um, I would do my own booking this year for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And I liken it to the difference between ordering the fish platter at Long John Silver's and getting your plate and looking at it and saying, I don't even get any coleslaw with this, (laughs) versus baiting the hook, standing in the river all day, catching a tiny little fish that you still have to clean and cook before you eat it, and being thrilled that you got one. You know what I mean? So That's that's true. It's very, you know, it is hard, and it's managing calendars and time and space and how long is that drive and do I have time to make it and 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 also sleep and yeah. walk dogs and all that kind of stuff and and it's I, I'm actually enjoying it right now I mean I'm I'm uh, maybe four months into the process and I I'm I'm enjoying it one thing I notice not to not to expound on this but with having someone else book your gigs, a lot of times they're the ones that have the relationship mm-hmm. with the people that you're going to work for. And, you know, there's a lot of times I'll show up at a club and the guy that booked the show isn't even there. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, your booking agent has 12 or 20 or 6 or whatever interactions with this person. And as the artist, I don't have any interaction unless they're there. Yeah, you're there. Starting, starting cold at that yeah. point. So. That is so, that is the big advantage. It's so. beautiful. I'm I'm really you know after 20 years I'm am really getting to know the people that have allowed me to do it for 20 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here's what every booking agent likes to hear. Yeah, I'd like to have uh, Susan Gibson at uh, Summer in the Park this next summer, and I'd like to have the Rifters here. Yeah, yeah. So can we work out that uh, off off offline? A thousand percent. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'll already up. say Sign yes. Us up. Yeah. All right. All right. That's that's good. Now. You're active in animal rescue, and you always travel with some uh, canine companions. Yeah. Uh, who's who's riding with you now? So I have my three girls, Clancy, who is probably some sort of Australian Shepherd, maybe mix. Gilda, who is part Tasmanian Devil and part 13-year-old <laughs> girl. And Shanghai, who is 100% Chihuahua. Those oh, wow. are, that's who, and then this week I get Don Richmond too. So he's what a treat for him to ride in this van with a bunch of dogs. I noticed a bunch of dog hair on his uh, jeans. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I'm sure that's. Yeah, you might not have a cold, Don. I think you could yeah. be allergic to the your company. <laughs> so, Susan, you've rubbed shoulders with quite a few musicians over the years. Do any of them stand out as someone who offered help or a kind word at a critical juncture? Mm. 
Lloyd Maines has, ha, you know, he was kind of our first um, person that was really in the industry. To and this was when I was in a band called the Groobies back in night from '96 to 2001 or two or something. We were in a band, and Lloyd was producing records for us, and he was so generous with his time and his experience that he, I think he helped us kind of avoid some common traps uh, Mm -hmm. that you could, things that look good, but maybe are not in your best interest. He helped with that a lot, just, just by working with us, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's not like he took me aside and said, no, Susan, but, but he really, he really helped that. And then, you know, people all along the way, I'm not saying this just because he's sitting here, but you know, Don has decades of experience and of knowing the area, knowing, you know, I can't even imagine. You've probably played 5,000 songs since the last time that he and I played together. And the fact that he will take time to learn stuff, share with me what his experiences of the area, recommend a gig, introduce me to somebody. It's such an endorsement of me. I love playing with him, but also playing with Don gives me a little street cred in areas that I haven't been before. And people know him around here. And so him coming with me validates me in this area. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so not specific advice, but he has got a reputation. And, you know, so for him to agree to play with me or when other people do that, Michael Hearn inviting me to play at his festival or that kind of, that's an endorsement. And that these people that have this reach that I don't have yet, um, it's a big deal that they will say, sure, I'll play with you. That might not seem like a big deal to Don, but it's a huge deal to me that I'm, I'm trying to make friends and influence people up here. And so you can't, you can't hang with a better, a better crowd than Don because he's on the Mount Rushmore of (laughs) (laughs) folk sweetness. I I was, I was trying to get the, the rifters to play and I, uh, I, I went all the way to Santa Fe yeah, I uh, I saw I saw Don. You, you probably don't remember, but the first time I met you, you were backing up uh, Bill Hearn at the at I the yeah. at the at what's uh, the, the Fonda, this, wasn't it? Or? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, Fonda, and uh, and we talked, and uh, one thing led to another, and uh, I was ha- happy to do that. I always like to hear the Rifters. I love to hear Bill Hearn. Mm. Bill Hearn has the best sense of great music. Yeah. He doesn't write his own, as near as I can tell, but. But boy, he'll he'll pick up Delbert McClinton and Gordon Lightfoot and and uh, really do them yep. nicely. So Absolutely. hey, we're uh, we are running short of time. Yeah, I I know it's a lot I to ask, forever. but but could you come back next week and do a part two for this? We'd be happy to. Let me remind folks we're visiting with uh, Susan Gibson and Don Richmond, uh, who are in town for a concert, and we'll be back for part two next week. Make sure you tune in because we'll be doing some live music. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 